I had an idea. Seeing examples of what didn't work at various jobs, a thought germinated. I wanted to nurture a kinder, gentler world. But how could I take such an esoteric concept and make it tangible? I had to figure out what kindness looked like first. I started with what-if scenarios and decided on what if you created a workplace with kindness as the main currency of business instead of profits? Immediately, my saboteurs clamored for attention with reasons why it was a crazy idea. Despite the noise, I chose to align myself with my leader within instead and let my idea resonate internally. To find examples of kindness, I looked in many places, such as Yacinda Ahern's well-being budget that measures well-being, not wealth or economic growth. Remembering my project management job where I implemented employee recognition programs, I thought of the ways companies recognize and reward employees for practicing their values. I remembered the friend who unexpectedly dropped off flowers and jujubes last winter. That's kindness in action. Then I brainstormed ideas on how to achieve this future state. I'd hire kind candidates, develop an organizational structure that reinforced kindness, and create business tools that acknowledged kindness every day. I consider the barrage of unhealthy behaviors and attitudes today. They weaken the quality of human connections. The results show up daily. Narcissism, anxiety, depression. I wanted to nip them in the bud with this new vision of kindness. I ended up creating a kindness blueprint that I used in my final HR role and that I apply today in a different context as a career coach. Ideas appear as uniquely as people. Each of you used a preferred neural pathway in the brain based on how you think. I get my best ideas by walking, reading, and writing. Stop for a moment to consider when and where you get your best ideas. Steven Spielberg gets them driving on the freeway. Will Arnett gets them in the shower. This one is surprisingly common. You may wonder how to get in the right state of mind for an idea to pop up. My recommendation is boredom. Yes, you heard that right. In my newsletter, Pay Attention, I talked about the inability to focus because of shortened attention spans. Jumping from task to task does the same function. By distracting yourself, not only do you prevent focusing, but you also avoid reflection. Telling yourself you don't reflect because you don't have the time for it, you end up feeling frazzled instead of centered. Boredom is a great cure. When you're bored or on autopilot, the mind relaxes and starts making connections it wouldn't otherwise. That's what reading pot boilers, driving on freeways, taking a shower, share in common. Give yourself time to do mindless tasks, or even better, nothing. That's where ideas take root. Ideas change the world. Without Bill Gates' idea of a computer in every home, we would not experience the ubiquity of computers today. While you may think ideas are for those people, lofty individuals like Bill Gates, that's simply avoidance. The truth is simpler. You have a creative spark within you, waiting to be lit. What are you waiting for? No one will light your spark for you. It's up to you. 
I believe you're listening to this today because you want to make a difference. It all starts with one idea. Sow your seed. Sprout, seedling, vegetate, bud, flower, ripen.